Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, April 21, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a rodeo ride, we have a failure, we have a gap in crap, we have a different market than it was this morning. We're going to unpack the whole thing. We'll take it from the daily chart. I'll give you the numbers, what I think is happening, what's likely to happen. We're going to talk once again about the fact that, and we're doing this right now, the fact that this was the week and I couldn't pinpoint the day. Looked like they made a turn. All of a sudden, here we are back down at the lows. We're still inside of this week. We're susceptible to lower prices sooner than later from where I sit. Okay, fair enough. What are those lower prices? Well, before we get there, let's do the assessment on the daily chart. It's always a learning opportunity. There's a couple of things that happened slash didn't happen today that are really, really important things and they're need-to-know type stuff. Let's take it from the standpoint of what the market failed to do today. Okay, fair enough. Remember last night we talked about this gap up here? The gap is at 451. So figuring that if they're on the way, they came up short a couple of times, we talked about that, it's not only likely they fill the gap, but not only would they fill the gap, but because they missed it before, they're likely to keep going. That's the way the market works under normal garden variety conditions. We use the 80-20 rule, and what we say is that the market does the same stuff the majority of the time using the 80-20 rule. However, there's always that other side of the coin. 20% of the time, instead of if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, then it's a duck, sometimes you take off the mask and it's the ugly duck. So today we have an ugly duck on our hands, so we need to unpack it and we need to discuss what's going on. Instead of filling the gap up at 451, they stopped right on top of the 100 period moving average. Today comes in at 450.12, The high today was 450.01. Again, big fat round number. We've seen this a million times. I'm not even going to harp on it. But to fail at that 450 on the nose rather than filling the gap is a couple of things. A, obviously it's after the fact now, but as the market starts failing and you get that gap and crap feeling before you really have the bona fide gap and crap, you start looking at the gap and saying, "Uh uh-oh, That's weakness they chose. Not that they couldn't get there. They chose not to go fill the gap. The bulls didn't have enough gas in the tank. However you want to look at it, doesn't matter. They missed the gap and they failed. It was a bona fide gap and crap from the gap up this morning and the failure finishing near the lows of the day. Now all of a sudden, instead of a chart that yesterday Look like breaking out of a channel to the upside, having a higher low in place down here. Low, higher low, higher low, break out to the upside. Rather than that, what we have now is we have back inside the channel, breaking out failed. So the breakout attempt failed. You're back inside near the lows. Once you're below this low down here, it opens the door for other numbers. We touched on it before, now we're doing the circle back thing. What are those lower numbers? 
Let's refresh our memory. All right, let's put some ink on the board. Now, the top line is 430.65. I'm not saying that's going to be the low, but that's an important spot. It's just above another big fat round number, but that's the number that came out of the calculator. So if they're there, don't be surprised to see them at 430 or spiking below 430. Now, if they're closing candles below 430, it opens the door for four and a quarter and a quarter. And then we have that number we had on the board the other day. I took it off the board yesterday. Now it's back on. 421 is what I would call the buy zone on a flush. So for example, let's just say we get over the next couple of days one of these royal flushes. Maybe it happens tomorrow. Maybe it happens into early next week. All these numbers, by the way, still preserve the higher low scenario. However, it does change the complexity. It does change the makeup and the look of the chart. Tough tape. This is why it's called the risk business. And by the way, after some further review, I've moved down the first number to 428.35. Doesn't mean that 430, give or take, won't work for at least from a minimum perspective an intraday perspective or an intraday trade, inside the numbers will have a beat on that specific information on an as-needed basis. Early thoughts. We have a happy Thursday at zero dark 30. They're doing the follow-through thing, which they were. We had a gap higher opening this morning. No surprises. It was going as planned, down to business of the numbers. Remember the gap from yesterday, around 447.60. Of course you do. Now that they're above, it's our early pivot for the bull versus bear case. The numbers get narrowed down closer and after the opening bell, but this was the first look at zero dark 30. The bulls have no business letting price slip below that spot. Now, think about that for a second. 447.60. Now they have no business getting below that spot if the bull case is going to continue. It doesn't mean that the market falls apart if they get below that spot. It just changes from the bulls are in charge to they're not in charge anymore and something different is going on. It doesn't have to be a collapse. But here's where we learn something. Let me show you why that is. Here's a 10-minute chart. What was the high over here yesterday? How about 447.57? That was the gap. Remember, 447.60, it's the same thing. Look what happened once they recaptured it On the downside, they closed below it, and then they tried to rally back up to recapture it real quick over the next, let's just say, half an hour or so, and then they fell apart. So this, by definition, and there's a lot of way to define it, but this was the market rallying up, couldn't get through. Tells you that price is important, whether it's a gap or not. We don't even have to know that right now, looking at this chart. All we know is that was a breakout. So the market broke out, and then the breakout failed. Get below the breakout area, you have a failure on your hands, and you don't necessarily know it's going to be a collapse slash failure, but that's what ended up happening. The failure could have just been to fill this gap, to go down somewhere else, all that stuff. Okay, fair enough. The next big-time number above is 449.35, which is close enough to 450, call it a zone. Well, we know what the high of day was. 450.01. So I stretched the zone, figuring they'd spike it up a little bit. 
And then the other side is getting below 447.60, which would open a different can of worms and lead to at least another test of 445. And what was interesting was they really didn't spend any time or even challenge 445. They tried to recapture it real quick in the next 10-minute candle, and then they fell apart. That kind of tells you the destination is somewhere else. It's a different kind of tape. Below that recapture area from yesterday, that gap, the market got itself into trouble. All right, let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. Before the open, they were starting the bullish floater formation. So that takes away some of the would-be trading opportunities from stocks on the move. So 921, here's the post. Here's the way this works. If you believe they're not finished going higher, and I did believe that at the time, then you're looking to buy a pullback. To where? 448, give or take. Well, they ended up running up and not doing 448. So you didn't get the pullback. You just got the runaway. They ended up finding some support at 448 later, but they already did the 450. And if they crack lower, you know the routine, but they didn't even stop there. It turned out to be that different kind of tape. Right at the open, it was the runaway version. We had a couple of stocks on the move hit. We're going to circle back to those. Then we had an early pivot, 449.35. If they stayed above, that was the bull case. They didn't. You know the rest. So what I'm going to do is scroll up, let you read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I will point out one or two more important items, which goes to the conversation of there's a different market in the morning when you have all that participation. It's a different market than if the market runs up and then starts to really put in one of those failure-type situations. That changes everything. That changes stocks on the move. It changes any stock that you're looking to try and buy a pullback of because they're going to get dragged down if the market's really in a failure type of situation. We've discussed that many times before. I think it's worth bringing up again. 11 o'clock. We had a bonanza from stocks on the move. I get stingy on things I'm willing to do after that kind of thing happens. Back above 448 on candle closes begins the rescue operation. Staying below keeps the door open for lower. Those are my thoughts as I go on break at the end of the morning session. So my first inclination is it's support. This is 445, but it's the gap and crap. It's a different kind of shakeout operation. Like I just described, it's different than the quick morning shakeout. It's a failure, which means the bears are in control. Below 445 opens the door for 443. Here they are. You ended up having a white bet on your hands. We had to start talking about the big fat round number. And we did put a number on the board somewhere down here, 431, 441.30. Here, it's important, magnetic, and appears to be the target for the bears. So here's what actually happened. They came down, and they had a tremendous rip away from it. The low was 441.36, and they ripped all the way up to a high of 443.62. That's tremendous over 20 handles, but then they failed. Again, read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Stocks on the move. We had four potentials on the board today. We're going to look at Carvana, Netflix, once again for the second time, C-E-N-X, and A-A. Let's start with Netflix. Getting a haircut once again at the opening bell. Many traders were likely afraid to trade this one if they lost money on it yesterday. I understand that. 212.52 was the number. 
They made a low right here of 212.51. Funny how that works. I can't resist that. And then just minutes later, the high was 227.20. So they ripped about 15 bucks, give or take, off that price. Not all the numbers work. The numbers don't work every single day on every single stock, on every single trade. But the majority of the numbers work the majority of the time. That's just a fact. How about Carvana? about two trades in Carvana, 83.37, you can see this one, look at that rip, the high here is 94.58, let's just go over that one more time, here's the close yesterday, 4.20, meaning yesterday, 1600 hours, opens today, 83.37, on the board, zero dark 30, and yes, this is a high of 94.58, yeah, 11 bucks, how about the second number, 80 bucks, 80 dollars and three cents, where are they later on? 84.95. CENX, this one worked at the first price. The high here is 23.77. Doesn't look like much, but it is the minimum required base hit regardless. Alcoa, here's the first level. It worked, gave you more than the minimum required base hit, about a buck over here. The second price, the low here was 76 even against 76.04. Gave you about another buck. Came into the third price, 74.80. Gave you more than the minimum required base hit. So anyway, you traded Alcoa. All three prices were winners. The numbers worked. Then the market fell apart and everything went down. Everything gets dragged down when the market falls apart. Camp IWM, again, they filled the gap yesterday but failed miserably today. So again, they want to go lower. Same routine as we've been discussing below these lows, and it opens the door to run tests of this low here, and then potentially the low all the way back from February 24th. It's a reversal. That's the market's way of shouting out, hey, it's a failure. Lower prices are on the horizon. Again, we can use that with a failure using the 80-20 rule. If they reverse the reversal, that would be the anomaly. That would be the ugly duck of the ugly duck. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Again, same routine. Everything failed, but they were down 50-some-odd points. It's not a big deal. They ran into, from far away, the 100-period moving average and pulled back. So I'm looking at that different than the other charts. Why? Because this chart looks different than the other charts. The folks out in Silicon Valley annexed over in Austin, Texas, the Q people, that's a failure. They already got to and below the previous low. That's weakness, obviously, not to be Captain Obvious, but that's what it is. That's the calculator number, 323.50. I don't know if they get there, but if they do get there, and it's sooner than later, there's likely a reaction in the other direction that should be an important spot. If they blow right through it, and they don't even find intraday support around there, or a spike of 323, then it's a different kind of tape. Big failure for the financials. They run up into these moving averages, the 20 and the 50, and have a tremendous reversal day on the way back down. So the number on the low side worked. Now, the only thing left for them to do is go fill the gap at 36.02, and if they don't find stability down around 36, again, same thing we just said with the Qs. It's a different kind of tape. Speaking of which, what do you do with Smash Mouth? Same routine. Get below these lows. This is the Irene scenario. The 100 period moving average on the weekly chart is no longer bona fide support. We still have those numbers below. 
230.90 and below 228 and change. We'll see what happens when and if they get there. If it's sooner than later, again, should be an important spot. It's not an end-all, be-all spot, mind you. It's like a temporary spot. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.